Hey, what is up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening. Just wanted to get that out of the way real quick. I also just wanted to say if you guys uh, could maybe give us a like a rate or review or a follow on social media, that'd be fantastic. Basically, the higher rating or more reviews we have on those uh, podcast platforms, the higher that algorithm will push us up so more people will see. Uh, we are pretty casual about it, but we do want to grow more. And the uh, Instagram is uh, pretty much the main source of our social media. We're trying Hive, I think, but there's a lot of porn on there, so we don't really – it's kind of weird. Uh, but the Instagram is at Chaos Engine Pod. Um, so, yeah, if uh, you guys could just spread the word a little bit, that'd be fantastic. Tell your game group, tell your friends, if anybody would maybe even kind of be interested in it. It's worth uh, giving us a shout. So thank you very much. See you. We are back with more home scenes. And we're going to start today's session off with Jim Duffy and Jake. One of the same? Not really. No. But there's a ta- there's a really small sliver of my pie that is Jim Duffy. The birds aren't real, really. That's <laughs> You know? <laughs> that is the one realistic. That is the one piece of me that yeah. I put in Jim Duffy. There you go. Yep. Um so Jim Duffy went through a lot last mission. He didn't suffer a lot of psychological damage, it felt like, but we saw him deteriorate from the man that we knew in mission one to the end of mission two, like, you know, his complete and utter lack of faith in Agnes, pulling a gun on her, uh, just that type of stuff. I, I loved how you played that up, and I, I really Thank appreciate you. you going into that, like his fear of the dark. Like when you honed in on it, you was great. Thank you. I do wish I played that up. I completely fucking forgot. Right, but we also record like a uh, month in between, after like a yeah. couple weeks. Like you're not gonna remember all that. You got, yeah. you got, you're an adult with life. Yeah, but so. I, I will admit that I this is most of my thought process. Okay. You're not work. <laughs> I'm thinking about this. So well, there you go. Um, that's good to hear. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we talked about kind of during the wrap up about what we were going to do going into the next mission. And you had mentioned that Jim Duffy might not be returning. And I wanted to check with you to be, is that what you're going to go with still? Or are we going to have another round of the Duffinator? That is what fuck, <laughs> dude. Well, now that he has a fucking dope nickname, kind of want to bring him back, but he will not be joining us. Okay. Sadly, I really so far. I fucking love this game. This like Delta green has been my new jam. I I agree. Mine too. Yeah. And um I love making my favorite process about the whole thing is making a character. So Jim Duffy I kind of played a little fast and loose mm-hmm. cuz my first legit character so I kind of wanted to I don't, I'm not, you know, I was loving playing him. I'm sad to see him go, but I'm excited to bring in a new body. Nice. And I think it will fit too with what we've got. Well, what I've got planned for uh, mission 3 a little bit we've talked about. So um, so with that, I guess home scene wise with Jim Duffy, um, are we going to have a positive send off with Jim Duffy or I, I don't know if there is, I guess, I guess I should put this in the, a better sense, not positive. Are we going to continue to see Duffy go down the same path he's going or is it going to get worse for Duffy? What do you envision? Cause right now, I mean, he's got a yeah. semi successful podcast, sure. uh, you know, it seems like his wife is still sticking by him. Yeah. Um, it didn't seem like there was a whole ton of damage to his family that, that was like, projected no. onto them. No. So he, he had such high charisma and right. his bonds were so strong that even if I did deflect, like, not, I mean, I think I had like a ton of bonds anyway. So I yeah. could have gone to his fucking like fantasy buddies or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but he definitely is not going to, um, he is going to do worse. Okay. Yeah. I think he was um, – the only thing holding him together was this investigation mm-hmm. that he was a part of again. Which he was very apprehensive about, too, at points, which I loved. Yeah. I loved that dichotomy of it where, like, he was there, and I think – to me, it felt like he wanted to figure it out, mm-hmm. but he was also, like, 
didn't uh, whether he was playing it so close to the vest or whatnot. Maybe he was like didn't want others to know that he wasn't equally invested in it or whatnot. It kind of felt that way where he still was a part of it and still going along with it, but he questioned every fucking thing, and I right. love that about it. In my mind, he was sort of because I mean, and I liked it. Yeah, it's been years since. Um, I think the first one was 2017. This one yes, was 2019. To, yeah, 2019. Um, I like to think that he sort of every time thinks like, this is going to be my last one. Like I'm getting older, like I'm getting out of it. Like this is going to be my last one. It's been like a fucking year and a half. They're not going to contact me. And if they do, I'm going to say no. And then I think he gets contacted. He does it one more time. I mean, this one was a pretty particular case. Mm -hmm. Um, but then once he's there, I think his like former cop brain his dea brain like kicks back in he's like well we do need to solve this like whatever happened it doesn't need to be solved whether i'm the right person to do it like i don't know about that but Mm. it does need to be solved no i think it's great it makes sense um so i think for now i i don't really want to close the book on jib duffy just yet unless you're cool with like a finite ending for him um, I was gonna no yeah yeah, yeah. I'm agree I agree with you I think I think our lasting kind of viewpoints of Duffy are just watching him uh, do you think his podcast gets more successful Well I sort of so immediately after or to answer your question no okay I think it I, I think while he's gone he's playing like reruns or sure. something and then the base kind of dwindles and you know how it goes mm-hmm. and then. After immediately after the investigation, like I really think that he, I just have this this vision of him like driving from Yakima to some other part of like Kent. Like he goes to like Kent, like okay. hours away, still in Washington. He's not going home. You see him pay with like cash at some like shitbag hotel that like you would never fucking go. I guess motel that you would like never. It's like a weekly rate sort of place. right. Yeah. And an hourly rate sort of place. It's like that sort of stuff. And he, you just see him with like plastic liquor bottles, you know, and he's there. You don't, we don't really know how long he's there, but then he eventually does go back home. And I think he like, like comes clean to his wife, not about Delta Green, but Mm -hmm. just like I have done and I have seen so much bad traumatic shit Mm -hmm. that I and breaking now, like I can't handle it. I think he just unravels in front of his wife, which is the first time she's ever seen him, right? Any sort of weakness at all. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. I think that I I, I like that as our lasting image of him because there's still that hope of like, is he going to stick to a good path or is he going to yeah. continue to spiral? We don't know. He's an extremely strong guy. You know, hmm. he's he's not a he's not a quitter. He's a fighter. So we'll see. <laughs> so I guess I want to ask you, going to Jim Duffy and kind of like uh, now that we know that he's not going to be coming back, um, how did the evolution of Jim Duffy play out in your mind as you played it? Like, did you come in with a specific idea in mind and you pulled that off? Or did you kind of come into this character with just like, I don't know what's going to happen and just embrace what, what went on? I guess I, I'm trying to think of a, a better way to put it, but you know, you, there was an evolution of Jim Duffy that happened before us. Is that something, did you ever have notes that you kind of wanted to plan or like hit upon? Like, I think it'd be interesting if this happened because of it, or was it more just like whatever cards were dealt you went with? It's normally whatever cards I'm dealt, I go with just because it, I'm I listen to the show a lot like I listen to the episodes mm. just like during my week. Um just our games are so fun to me and they they make me laugh so much that <laughs> if I'm bored I'll just like toss on like the last episode that we recorded or something. Mm. So I am like constantly thinking about my character and then it'll, it'll just like something will pop into my head. I remember there was like um Jared, what's his name from now he's in the glass cannon, but he used to do the stream of blood. Yeah. Jared Logan, Logan. I always want to say Jared Leto. Jared, <laughs> Close. Yeah. He used to have that vampires in like Philadelphia. He had vampires of Pittsburgh. Va- yeah. Vampires of Pittsburgh and Thomas Middletage, his character development. He would just like say something super small, like 
my wife is sick. And was, oh, like those really small character details I really tried to stick with mm-hmm. and then just tried to remember. That's, I mean, that is my biggest goal is like just try to remember what I said. Right. So. I, I do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff that we're doing here, I'm spitballing off what you guys give me. Yeah. And then I got to like write it down or else I'm going to forget about it. <laughs> like Ace of Point, the Devil Horns. I just kind of did that in the heat of the moment. Dude. I thought that'd be a cool little extra effect and then I totally fucking spaced on it. Well, that's the thing is like, I don't know. I, first of all, like, to us, it doesn't seem like you spaced. It just seems like it is going to come back up. Like, just wait. It's going to come back up. Yeah. Because the way you the way you GM is very dynamic in that you're a great improviser. Where, like, any – I don't fucking know what's going to happen <laughs> when I sit down at this table. You – I mean, you haven't gotten to play that often. but like, Right, I have not. You probably know how it is. Like yeah. certain tables, you'll sit down and go, I know exactly how this session's going to go. I know exactly what we're doing today. And that's awesome. That's really cool. It's really fun. But like, mm. I never, even in Pathfinder, like, I never fucking know what we're going to do. So I always have to, you keep me on my toes. That's good. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's one of, that's probably the thing I love the most about being a GM is having to react and having yeah. to come up with something. And how do we get the story moving forward? How do we get it in a, where it makes sense. <clears throat> I know I've talked about this a lot, but I have this. I I, I call it the detriment to me in a certain ways that I, everything has to make sense in my mind. I can't just be like magic happens. Like yeah. that doesn't. That's not enough. Like there has to be yeah. some sort of a tangible link that I can at least explain in my head to why these two events happen or why this thing, like why these events occurred. Same. Um, yeah, and that is definitely something I try to stick with with Jim Duffy and my characters. And, like, I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. I, it's tough. I fucking hate, like, <laughs> old movies where you're just supposed to assume, okay, I, this must have happened right. somewhere in the middle. I know where, where I know where I'm at now. Like, I guess I'll just pick it up. Right. I'm with you. I can't stand um, that shit. <laughs> Do you have any regrets with Jim Duffy's character development or the way he went? Is there anything you would have changed over the past two missions with how he was? Or are you, like, satisfied with how it came out? I'm really happy with how it came out. The only thing I would have changed is I wish I would have played into his fear of the dark more. Okay. I completely forgot. No, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But yeah. I, I really like how I love... Misha's a hella suspicious player. <laughs> <laughs> she just... I don't... So first of all, for people who who don't know... There was a, some grand switcheroo with her Pathfinder character. Yes, there was. Fidget and Widget. And one day, Tyler and I were outside. We were smoking, waiting for our, our turn. And we were like, what if she, after the last mission, told Chris that she was going to, like, set us up? Like, it really got to that point. Oh, wow. We were like, we were like I don't think she did, but, like, I mean – we were like, well, she did that thing with like fidget and widgets. Like, I don't, she could have gone to Chris and just like done some wild shit. Like, I don't know. And they were so adamant on going to that fucking book club. Even Cody, they were so adamant. They were so like, yo, it was a fact. Well, that was the hardest thing for me to try to convince people. Like, I was dreading how to convince you guys to go because it felt like such a like, sure, there's no way these guys are going to agree to go to this thing. And they like, were, like, what can I do to make these people sympathetic enough that they would <laughs> exactly and i was so i was baffled i was i was convinced i was like cody's in on it they are going to the book club to transition agnes into witchhood or whatever like yeah. she's already gotten to reflux i was convinced nice well i'm glad to hear that yeah it was uh yeah so for those who don't know the impetus of the i think that's the right word to use the yeah. I originally ran this coven idea in uh, Monster of the Week, oh, and I adapted some of it to make sense to Delta Green, but it was really just a Monster of the Week right. kind of side story I made where there was this uh, coven of witches that were trying to basically, uh, I don't think I had it with the Ellensburg Rodeo. But they were just this coven of witches who were just trying to like exert power over Ellensburg. I think right. they were trying. To summon a eldritch god I made called, I think it was like the Rider in White or something like oh, that. I was that's like, pretty cool. Um, and so and I tied it into Mel's Hole, which I don't know if you're aware of Mel's Hole. Uh, it's the most vocal. No, it's the most um, well known 
Ellensburg, uh, Kittitas County uh, myth, I guess, uh, legend. Oh, yeah. So Mel's Hole is this fictitious hole that this farmer is on this this farmer yeah. Mel's land. Yeah. And it's uh, supposedly this bottomless pit. Yeah. Uh, there's rumors that it's a pit to hell. There's rumors that it's on a secret military base. There was this guy who's basically like, I know exactly where it's at. Yeah, and he led like an expedition there and they didn't fucking find it. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Um, so I actually had that play into the monster of the week thing nice. where it was actually like a teleport to the coven. The coven had set it up as a teleport to their area in Salem, Oregon. Mm. And so they could like kind of switch back and forth that way. Right. But I also worked in, um, they were also working on breeding these aquatic like salamander creatures that would eat people. Um, so that was another mission was them having like one of those got Ooh. out, killed a kid, like bit like a teenager's leg off and the group had to go hunt it down in the lake around Ellensburg. So I, I kind of cool. built everything off of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I had that idea, but then I it always had this idea of like, okay, what happens at the rodeo? And what happens if they want to basically do what they like, create this huge, like basically like center of chaos mass. Mm. And just like indoctrinate all these people or turn all these people into these weird chaos monsters and just unleash it and like basically like a, a like, hey, sorry for what happened near Arlothotep. Let's do this. That was the overall goal. And then the idea for the beer came from a, um, I've had this idea kick around my head for a while for D&D or Pathfinder, whatever. Uh, I guess it could be any fantasy world, but I had this idea of this cult. That would be a, uh, essentially selling street drugs, that they would get these people hooked on the street drug. Okay. And then they would slowly switch over the street drug to be, uh, they, they were basically giving these people this weird, like, shadow essence that people would inject, like heroin. Okay. Get them super high. They'd be happy. Yeah. At one point, they would start to transition it to a trigger so that when people injected it, they basically would turn into, like, like shadow monsters would burst from them. And just create all this chaos. And so, like, the party would have to figure out where this drug came from and all this stuff. And sure. I was like, you know, I could just do it with the beer. Like, I could use the beer sure. as kind of an activant to cause, like, to help, like, bring it, bring forward whatever it is. Like, there's something in the beer yeah. that causes this transformation. Um, Thematically, it works really well because I always knew. I was like, well, I was like, clearly something. Just because we've all... We know how stories go. Something right, exactly. is happening at the end of the rodeo. Exactly. Like there there's is. a, a, a <laughs> uh, the roller coaster falls at some point. Right. Um, and so that played in perfectly. I was like, I knew it's going to happen at some point, and we know those rodeo goers. Exactly. They're going to drink that beer. They're going to drink that beer. They're going to drink it. I was there for two years, and I saw it. <laughs> oh yeah. I never went yeah. to the rodeo while I was there, just because oh, that's not my scene. Yeah. Uh, I would. Yeah, you got to check it out once though. Probably. Back then, I was a lot more sure. curmudgeon. So, I was more curmudgeon than I was now. Plus, being like totally. I was, like that was the the peak of my straight edgeness. So oh, it's yeah. like I don't want to fucking. I'm not gonna go hang out with drunk people. I'm like, a, yeah, a bunch of yeah. shitty drunk people. The B, yep. it's gonna be a bunch of rednecks, which I don't want to fuck with. Totally. Like being you know shaved head, like you know, yeah. Yeah. shorts and a hoodie kind of guy. Yeah, uh, looked like I was on the cover of like a Posicore album. Yeah, hey. Ouch. <laughs> It was it was a vibe back in the day. It was. It very much was. Yeah. So, um, okay, I was going to see. I had a couple other questions about you, like just Jim Duffy wise, since we don't get to come see him come back. Um, did you at any point think that Jim Duffy was going to die during the missions? Like, was there ever a definitive point where you were like, "I think this is like something's going to get Duffy here"? Going into it, I was like, "I kind. I think it'd be cool if Duffy died." Okay. Um, but I did not think. Well, when actually, when you said, um, give me a dex roll, and Tyler was like, Oh, I think it's initiative, oh. that's when I was like, Oh, I'm dead. Okay, yeah, right, right then, I was, <laughs> was like, that the I first think one? I'm gonna die, yeah. or the second mission, yeah, the second mission, yeah. yeah. I was like, Oh, this is where this is how he gets me, <laughs> yeah. I was wondering because I did not build him, for and that. plus, I rolled that die, that die of like, What's the shadow gonna go for, dude? Yeah. You both are right there. So had it rolled you, yeah, man, we wouldn't be having this discussion. We'd be seeing the last will and testament of yeah. Mr. Duffy. And like, look at how easy it got reflux. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, shit. there's a lot of that's a cool thing I like about hypergeometry in this, and even like monsters to an extent. Um, just how like they are a force of to reckon with. Like you do not beat them. Like you survive or run. I love right, that about yeah. it. That, 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 that. How else do I got for Jim Duffy questions? 
Uh, was there anything that you wish Jim Duffy could have done in any of those missions? Like, was there any ever a moment that you wish Jim Duffy had been in the scene so he could have reacted differently or anything like that? I do wish that he walked in on that body, on that dead woman. Oh, yeah. Because I have no... I still... I, te- I will always, until it... Until the season, like, until we fully record the season, I do not listen to other people's... Oh, nice. You know, I'll walk outside and I'll fast forward it when I listen. Like, I'll never, ever, ever listen to someone's gameplay until... That's awesome. ...the season has been, like, fully recorded. Um. So, yeah, I still haven't listened to it. Like, I don't know what happened that night. Oh, man. Like, I don't... I know something about the smell of copper and then finding... I don't even know, like, why they were there, how they got there. <laughs> yeah, That's I'm excited, awesome. yeah. That's cool. I like that. I appreciate that. I think it's... I like the I like that you guys are down to do the closed session. I think that really adds to a lot of stuff. It I think it totally, makes yeah. yeah. Even running the uh, the Delta Green game I run with Tyler and some other folks, like the home game, like being able to split up the group and go through stuff is just ah, oh, it's been fantastic. I think that's where the real sense of paranoia comes in for me. Is oh, 100%. just like being isolated and just, like anything could fucking and we. You know, I'm smoking ganja out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, anything could be fucking happening. My brain's thinking of so many things when I'm out Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm sad to see Jim Duffy go. I love Jim Duffy. I thought he was a uh, a powerhouse of just, like, he was so charismatic and could just come up with the fly on stuff and, that like, always had that confidence. And I really loved watching that crack and deteriorate and, like, seeing, like, the fact I love that you chose that. Between mission one and two, you're like, he's going to become like a conspiracy theorist podcast. And like, just you went into it like this man who like, we saw him like calling his wife and loving her, like mm-hmm. giving her like, you know, like always called his wife, all that kind of I stuff. I was thinking about that. He didn't call her once Not on once. this mission on, and it was set up on purpose where he was, has been like, you know, like physically and emotionally like separating, mm-hmm. not like legally separating or anything, right. but just like they've, they've, you know, been apart for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like that. I, I think that's a good capstone to what you've talked about, where he's breaking down to her and opening up. And maybe there is going to be some reconcile there that he can grow. They can grow together. And this is like a bump in the road that they carry on. Because we'll like, never know. If you really think about it, like even if he's not in Delta Green, even if the guy's just in the DEA, like that person, no matter what they've seen, is entitled to prop like to that problem of oh, yeah. dealing with like i've seen and i've had to do so much gnarly shit that like now i i'm retired and i need to reconcile that somehow mentally not even on top of that the f- yeah like having to keep secrets exactly, of like yeah. national security and stuff like that i could never yeah. yeah it'd be wild i think my job is stressful and then i think about people with real jobs and i was like Ugh, yeah okay never mind <laughs> i'm with you um all right well let's dive into your new character. Now, you didn't roll anything, right? We're going to go step by step through here, or did you already come up with stuff? I know you have a name. Yeah. We got that. I pretty much have a full character made except for the stats. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, are you going to roll, or do you want to uh, point allocate? I was going to roll. Okay. Did yeah. you bring dice, or do we need to get dice out? I did. It's 3d6? Oh, uh, that's four? a very good question. Let's take a look in the Four book. and drop the lowest? I think it's four and drop the lowest. I need to grab my dice. I'm an idiot. One second. So you're going to roll that for all your attributes. Ooh. My first is a 13. Not bad. I'll take it. Yeah, that's that's solid. That's middle of the road. I got six to do. Uh, yes. Ooh, baby. Another 13. Mm. Got two, what, 65s right now? 85, like... Yeah. 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 Okay. 12. 13, 13, 12. That's 13. not bad. You know what? Rough one. 11. Oh. I still think you're doing better than most. Yeah, I'll totally take it. Let me get a fucking 18. That's not it. <laughs> That one was pretty shitty. That is a... It's only nine. Mm. One, two, three, four. I got one more. All right. Okay. This one is going to be triple sixes. Watch this. I believe it. All these years of playing CeeLo. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. 
665. Bitch! Oh, hey, that's still really, yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yes. You basically just got like the well-rounded template. That was the CeeLo gods blessing me <laughs> and my hands, which have played so much CeeLo. <laughs> okay. All right. So now you're going to assign those to your different attributes. So, all right. My recommended attributes are going to be strength, constitution, and power. So what do I want to dump that 17 into? It's not going to be power. Probably constitution. Yeah, you think he's a hardy guy? Does he run a lot? No. Is he going to be like a brawler, muscular type? Like, you know. I guess maybe. From what I sent you, I don't think he has a strong willpower. No, I don't think he does. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think um, he thinks he does, but I don't think he does. Yeah. So I might even say, like, fuck that for the recommended stat and not do it. Yeah. I mean, it's your character, not mine, man. Um, okay. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to... And I'm sorry. What constitution is your, like, your health, your hit points? Uh, Yeah. It's health and physical resistance. I'm going to say that is going to be his 17. Okay. All right. I'm going to go 13, strength. Okay. Curveball, I'm going to go 13, dex. Oh. Because he's a copper root. I'm going to go 9, charisma. Okay. All right. That's average. That's not like it's bad. Oof. I wish that was a little bit lower. (laughs) I'm going to go... 12 power. Okay. It's average again. And I'm going to go 11 intelligence. Okay. All right. So for your strength, since you did a 13, you need to pick a distinguishing feature. So like the book says muscular. You think of one that would stand out for him for his strength? No, for his strength, I think he has um, the... um, cranium of a dinosaur he has like a i think he has like a bald lumpy head okay that is tough like a thick skull he's like he's one of those dudes who's like first move in a fight is to headbutt someone. okay all yeah. right and he's done it a, a lot a lot okay yeah okay. i like it yeah so it's a thick head <laughs> literal uh, <laughs> i, I love this yep that is him uh and then you did constitution was 17 so you get to pick another uh distinguishing trait so, like the book says, uh, indefi- indefatigable. So, you can't be fatigued like you're used to running a lot. Hmm. I think his distinguish- distinguishing attribute for his constitution is iron stomach. Okay. He can nice. eat anything. I like it. Years of his mom's cooking has trained his stomach. Nice. I'll come in if someone tries to poison you. That's good. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we need to get some basics here. We need to get some HP, which is going to be your strength plus con, divided by two, and then round it up. So that would be, what, 30? Hot damn. Divided by two is 15. So you have 15 hit points, right? You had 13 and 17? Yep. 15 yeah. hit points, which I'm cool with that. That's good. That's a lot. Okay. Next up, we need to do your willpower, which is equal to your power score. 11. Okay. No, I'm sorry, 12. Next is going to be sanity, which is power times five. Oh, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> so 60. Okay. That's not bad. That's fucking way better than yeah. Duffy. And then last is going to be your breaking point, which is your sanity minus your power. My sanity minus my... So be what, uh, 48? Can live with that. That's good. All right, so next up, uh, you already picked a profession, I'm assuming? Yes. We're going to go into your skill allocations at this point. I also should say that he's an officer of the law. Okay. He's a former NYPD cop. I like it. But still a current cop. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to go ahead, and then remember you also, let's just go through what your professional skills are right now. So let me get to that page of the book here real quick. 
you're going to do comp. We'll leave that underneath. Uh, Uh, not federal agent, which should be close, right? It's a police officer. I think it's like in the additional. I figured that'd be like, yeah, there we go. Okay. So you're, you start out with a 60 in alertness, a 40 in bureaucracy, a 40 in criminology, a 50 in drive, a 40 in firearms, a 30 in first aid, a 50 in human, 30 in law, a 50 in melee weapons, navigates 40. Persuades 40, searches 40, unarmed combat is 60, and then you get to also choose one from, you can either have forensics at 50%, heavy machinery at 60%, heavy weapons at 50%, and ride at 60. Well, you th- did you already pick your additional one? I did. I took forensics. Smart move. Yeah. Uh, and you get three bonds as well, and we'll get into them as well. Okay. Uh, in addition to all of that, you get to uh, pick eight skills and increase each of them by 20%. I believe you cannot, no skill can start at higher than 80%. So I went with uh, my first. No, go for it. Yeah. My first one was criminology. Okay. I bumped that up uh, another 20. My next was pharmacy. Knowledge of like street drugs. Makes sense. Yeah. New York. Um, my third and fourth both went into foreign language Italian. Oh, I like that. You know, I love a, it. You know, he's an Italian American. <laughs> um, my fifth, one, my fifth one, I put, I jumped into stealth. Okay. I figured that's always a yeah. move. Six, I went with persuade. Seven, I went with firearms. Nice. He's a, he's a he's copy. A cop, yeah. You can get a little bit more training. Uh, and then number eight was athletics. Perfect. Yeah, which I like that you really plays into my. Uh, yeah, you're running. Yeah, I like that you actually explained why he would have those extras too, because that's kind of one of the things. Like when you have a high score, you kind of pick like right. what kind of like did you go to like when you have a high intelligence, you pick the school mm-hmm. determines how far you went. So, uh, and then lastly, uh, well, I've seen the name, age, nationality, which I believe you've gone through and done. Uh, and then we need five motivations that are not bonds. So I have not done my motivations. Okay. That's fine. We'll get to it when we get to it. Okay. So just think about it. Begin that way you just kinda of get in his head like what's he want okay. throughout the game. Uh and then lastly, uh I don't think your guy's gonna come into play with any mental disorders. You're not taking adapted to violence or anything. No, we did talk about that one thing. I don't think that's a full mental disorder. No, okay, I don't think yeah, so either. Then no. Yeah. Uh and then lastly, uh yeah, so then obviously like adapted to violence, which we just talked about. So lastly, we need to go through your bonds. So yeah. each of your bonds, I believe they're going to have a score of, I think it's your charisma, I think is what it was. I'm trying to find the pages here. to. Oh, it is, yeah, which is not. That's average, I guess. Yeah. Um, let me find the thing here. It... Page 36. It says I need to go. Okay, there we go. So, um, yeah, each bond begins with a score equal to your agent's charisma. So each has a nine, I believe you had? Yep. Okay, that's still pretty good. Yep. Um, And so you can either have, like, it could just be, as we've said before, your wife, your husband, uh, your ex-partner in the LAPD, you can do it with groups as well, um, if you want to. Like, so you could be like your parents or your siblings, that kind of thing. That had to be a specific person, uh, and that will kind of play into as we break your bonds as we go. So, uh, I'm not going to do the like special. You have a bond with Delta Green thing. I don't want to do that. I know some do that, but it's just not. I'm not that interested in that part. Um, so yeah, who are your bonds going in for your? I guess what's your character's name? We haven't even got to that part yet. So his name is. Full name is, which I guess this is a secret that you and I can take to our graves. Okay. Because you have access to the sheet. I do, yes. No one knows Jim Duffy's real name. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) They never will. They never fucking will. Uh, This character, his full name is Carmine DiPietro. Okay. Uh, He goes by Agent Waterloo. I like it. Um... 
He is a now he works for the Grace Harbor Sheriff's Department. Yep. Formerly employed by the NYPD. It's a big move. It's a big move. It's Going a big from... culture change. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um he his dad his, he, he's a third generation cop. Okay. NYPD. He bleeds blue. Um he got into a little bit of trouble growing up and he was the kind of the black sheep of the One family. One little fight, mom got scared. Exactly. But he stayed there, and his his dad and his grandpa were like, "You got to shape up. You got to be a cop. You got to be like us. You got to get your life together." Mm-hmm. Mom was there. She understood. She kind of babied him, and so dad died. And now he was like, "Fuck, dude! I got to get my life together. You know, pops is gone. Like, I got to do something." He becomes a cop. Mom is super happy. He's a mama's boy. Whatever, whatever. He's in the force for like seven years, like okay. a long time, right? He meets uh, a a woman at some point. They get married. I don't have a name for her. Okay. She announces that she is pregnant. She has family in- Was it planned or unplanned? It was unplanned. Okay. I think that's why they got married. Gotcha. I think they had like a courtroom marriage. They fell in love super quick. She was like, oh, I'm pregnant. He was like, we got to do this. Like, we, it has to have my last name. Like, he was super yeah. into it. Is he? Is his family religious at all? Is like did that? Is there like that dogma that tied Roman into it Catholic. too? Oh, okay, you know, I assumed as much, but no, yeah, they could. No one could know. No right. one could know. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. So she was like, "I have family. I don't know. Did you have you announced where I have this not. is taking? Okay, I'm so not. she tells him, "I have family where this new campaign is taking place. Okay, I want to move there to raise the kid there." He's like, "I gotta do this. You're my pregnant wife. Like we kind of." need to do this for right. you know um but he fully resents it he fully hates the move he does not appreciate like being dragged where he's being drugged he doesn't think it's the right choice his mom is mad at him he's like just caught completely caught in the middle um his mom resents his wife he resents his wife those are going to be two of my bonds. His mom is one, and then his wife and child are a second. Okay. Um, and the third bond is he only – he's like a, like a shell of a man at this point. Like he's not broken or anything. He's just like struggling to get happiness and joy out of life. Is he going to be from a specific borough in New York? Have you figured that out? I haven't figured that out. Okay. I haven't dug too much into where he gotcha. should be i'll figure it out okay but the things he can take joy in are he loves uh eurovision the international oh yeah the euro comp- synth song contest the, uh yeah the, have whatever kind of music you want yeah the the song competition for all of europe yep yeah so that's why he goes by agent waterloo but people think it's the battle gotcha um and <laughs> he fucking did it for abba yeah <laughs> that's yeah. so good. yeah um <laughs> But he's like such like a he's like a prick. So everybody's yeah. like, yeah, it must be like the other Waterloo, right? Exactly. Um, and uh, the other joy that he gets out of life is he, for years now, he's been a youth basketball referee. Okay, and that is seeing these kids do great and become young men. That's just what he finds joy in life. So how long at this point has he been in the area? Like how I guess how old is he? So I think he's like 32-ish. Okay. 32, 33. He's probably been in the area like a year. Okay. It's still really new. So he was a referee back in in New York and brought it over here. So I'll just go ahead and pull back the curtains a little bit. Uh, We The next mission is going to be taking place on the coast of Washington in a little town called Ocean Shores. Fuck yeah. Now, Ocean Shores is a part of the Grays Harbor County. And oh, I guess I ruined it already. So no, it's fine. That's, no, no, but I just just to show the juxtaposition sure. of what Carmine's going from. Yeah. Do you know the population of New York City? Twenty million people. Eight point four million people. Oh, okay. in New York. Wow, holy shit! There is seventy six thousand people in all of Grays the Grays Harbor County. Exactly. Which is uh, like Ocean Shores, Aberdeen, Hoquiam, exactly. Like like various other. This is it's a small, very rural area. The uh, claim to fame, really, for the area is um, Kurt Cobain was born in Aberdeen, Washington. Right. Yeah. So that's the, as you come into Aberdeen, there's a sign that says "Come as you are." Right. Uh, <laughs> Jesus and Aberdeen Christ. used to be a very prominent. Um, How do they not understand what that song was about? 
What the fuck? I don't think they care. Uh, but Aberdeen used to be like a, like a middle class area. They had a lot of, uh, paper mills and stuff like that because yeah. it's uh, right on the water. So there's a lot of logging, yeah. a lot of paper, a lot of that ship stuff. Ship them in, ship them out. Exactly. And that's all dried up now. And it is, it's like walking through a ghost town at points. It's very yeah. depressing to drive through Aberdeen. Yep. If, if you ever get the chance, it is yeah. a lot of boarded up buildings, like old, old, yep. cool looking buildings that are boarded up. Um, there's, you know. I mean, there's, it's, it's one of those towns, and like I don't mean to be disrespectful at all. We live right next to Seattle, right? Like it is one of those towns where you you're going back in time. Like yes. you look at people walking down the street, and again, I'm like no disrespect. I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but they are just dressed like ten years ago. Oh yeah, like the houses and everything are like, like you said, like boarded up. Like it's just yeah. And I I spent a ton of time there. I, my parents owned property in Ocean Shores growing right. up, so I would spend almost every summer from. It's a fuck like seven or eight years old to like thirteen. Yeah, every summer going over there. That area, that county is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it's like an amazing. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous area. Yeah, it's just this one particular town is like bad on its. Yeah, and like I have my issues with Ocean Shores because I've been there so many times. It's nothing against Ocean Shores itself. It's just me. Yeah, like I've I've spent like a third of my life going there and i'm tired of it yeah <laughs> like i just yeah. I, i've seen everything there is yeah it is you know. <laughs> so i mean i guess for reference like it is the easiest ocean to get to when they say like you the can beaches move, yeah, yeah when you when they say like you can move to the northwest and you're two hours away from everything first of all that's true yes this one is like the easiest two-hour drive yeah. there's like maybe five that we could do to mm. get to other ocean beaches yeah, like I like Long Beach a lot more. Yeah, I like Long Beach is great, but yeah, so it's just like Ruby Beach. Yeah, Ruby Beach is great. So it's one of those things where just I like the idea of setting it further out. Yes, um, and then that's what I wanted to like lean into is we have a friend who was thinking about making that move because their spouse had family in yes. that area, <clears throat> and I was thinking like how intense it would be to like be a like a like you were born to be a beat cop. Like, mm-hmm all the crazy shit that you would see in New York city and how you would have to act and just how you would have to like mentally defend yourself. Right. Like, I mean, I'm sure you've seen the videos of like people just yelling at cops. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I think that shit's kind of funny, sometimes. <laughs> but sometimes I'm like, damn, like that's crazy. And then it just imagine like going to like the, like old paper mill town. Yeah. I think like, you have to be, if you are the same person, like you are going to be a jagged edge. Yeah. And I, I was doing research, obviously looking in, I think like the L the ocean shores police department has like five or six cops. Right. Like and that's exactly. it. Yeah. So I wanted it to be a little bit bigger force. Yeah. It makes um, sense that they would call him in. And I would, um, I, I'm still kind of on the fence about this, but I think I want his new father-in-law to be, like a sheriff at the department with him. Okay, cool. Like that's how we got the job. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. Um and so yeah, I think that is um I'm really interested. So here's the big I, I guess I should finish that thought process before I go into something else because that would be the polite thing to do. I'm really interested to see this character's evolution and like how you're gonna play it and watch Thank him you. go from uh just the res- like you talked about the resentment. Right. And then once everything that gets added on top of that, like mm-hmm. how is that going to affect him and how is that going to um, I think with your character, I even like, like he's in the area. He can go home. He can see, like, he's going to see his family every night probably. And like, it, that's exactly what I was thinking. I love the like, idea of like kicking everybody out when that happens and yeah. like just having a session with you going home and like dealing with that versus the rest of them who are just sitting right. in a hotel room. Right. Um, so I guess that goes to my next part that I wanted to ask you as I really popped that pee there, didn't I? Jesus Pop Christ. That <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to play him as a full-fledged member of Delta Green? Do you want him to be a friendly, or do you want him to not know that Delta Green exists at all? Oh, fuck. You tell me what you want. Damn. Because I, I, I have ideas for all three, but I wanted to make sure that you and I are on the same page when we go into this. I don't know if you mind being called this or not, but- no. Christopher Olsen, that's exactly what I was talking about when I was saying, like, you come up with shit. Like, I feel like I'm pretty creative. I oh, you did are. not ever think about him, like, not knowing what Delta Green was. Yeah, because there's very much that option, right? Like, right. I think that that's why I I like that aspect 
of him not knowing mm-hmm. and then that compounding on to everything he's going in and that like extra trauma right. potentially that he goes through. But I don't want to make those character choices for you. And I think that's something I want you to think about. And if you don't want to answer now, totally fine. Totally cool. We can save it for like the first episode. I uh, I want to answer. I Go for it. At the end of... Never mind. There's just... <laughs> <laughs> I threw I was, a curveball. I get it. Take your time. I was about to spoil something crazy. There is just a book series that I really enjoy. Okay. And towards like the end of the book series, the author says like, listen, like whatever happens here, like this series, it's like not about the ending. It's like about this series that we went on. Right. So he's like, I didn't, he's like the way I feel about it. Like I didn't come up with any of this. Like all of this stuff is a fact and I am just uh, merely a messenger. That's cool. That's cool way to look at it. And that is how I try to play my characters. I 100% want him to be completely out of the picture. I don't like if it's possible, like I don't want Cody, Misha and Tyler at all to mention Delta green or talk about Delta green in front of me. Cause I think that'd be fucking cool. No, I think that's cool. Okay, yeah. perfect. We'll go with that aspect. Uh, yeah. Cause I, was, I kind of, I like the idea of, uh, and this will be, I'm going to let you know this. I'll probably let you know now as we talk about it. I kind of figured that your character is brought into whatever the catalyst of this is. And then you kind of become the point contact for them. Right. And so you're helping them with all this stuff. So I like the idea of them. Obviously, you're a friendly, so they're not going to spill all the beans to you. Right. But I also like the idea of like, you might not even be in the first episode. Sure. Like we, yeah. Or we're going to cut between you guys and like, you're yeah. going to have a very... I don't want to say lonely, but I feel like your story is... I like the idea of cutting between those three and then cutting to you doing other stuff. And I like the idea of you being able to be uh, a voice for me. Like, I could be like, oh, yeah, you know this, this, and this. And then you can tell them that instead of them having, like, no one knows what the fuck's going on in this town. You'll have at least a year worth of... You've been the... You guys have probably gone to the ocean shores, took the kids to the beaches and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, So, I'm going to... I'm going to do this, and I've never done this before, and I think every player should feel like they are able to do this. I fully think that you understand what I want to do with this character and who this character is. Okay. So do whatever you want. Okay. Whatever you want to do, you let me know or don't let me know, I'll roll with it. All right. I, I love a good challenge, and I really I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we'll be better for the story. I, I really do. Yeah. So, cool. Well, um... That's all I really got. I think, I think we. You want to give them a little tease of what's going to happen? Should we set the scene for everybody? Sure. Okay. Um, we open up on a cloudy day in Ocean Shores. It has been raining for five days straight. It has not stopped once. Even the locals at this point are. Like talking about yeah, the amount fuck. of rainfall that's happening. Yeah. It's not a ton, but it's constant and constant. it's annoying. What time of year is it? Uh, it is going to be November 2019. So this Whoa. is like two months after the last mission. Whoa. Oh man. Uh, two or three months. That's okay. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. We see two uh, officers standing on a beach and there is, uh, we're in the sand dunes. Uh, there's, you know, you can hear the wind blowing by. You can hear the seagulls in the sky. You can hear the crashing of the waves around you. We're not on the jetty. With the jetty is the pretty much the far south area right. of Ocean Shores. It's just this huge rocky beach. Like yeah. it's just nothing but massive rocks that you stand on. We're more upon the uh, probably the western side sure. beach, which is typically the beach people go to to watch fireworks. It's right near uh, the casinos yeah. and stuff like that. And so we see. There's some police tape cordoned off. Uh, there's probably a little bit of looky-loos kind of out there kind of seeing what's going on. And we see Carmine and another local agent from Ocean Shores Police Department standing there. And they are, you know, probably shooting the shit. He's probably filling you in on what's going on, right? You, you've, I don't, maybe you arrived within the last like half an hour. You're kind of walking through the dunes. Uh, and he's just kind of, you hear him kind of just telling you the facts of what they know. And he's just like, oh, yeah, so we uh, found a body out here. It was called in by a walker by. Um, found in the dunes. You see there's a, we kind of cut to a covered, a sheet covering a body down in this, maybe like a foot sticking out that's covered in sand. He's like, we found the body. Uh, came out here, took a look around, started taking some photos. Uh, that's why we called you guys in. We got a little bit of things going on. Uh, none of us are really prepared for this. 
So we thought we might call the, the sheriff's department in here to kind of help out with everything. Um, victim looks to be... He kind of pauses. He's like, she looks to be in her 50s, but it's kind of hard to tell. Um, she's got blonde hair and... Um, yeah, I would just say, take a look for yourself if you want to. Um, and he kind of like walks with you over to the sheet and he's kind of like looking around to make sure, you know, he's probably like, you know. fuck them, let them look. <laughs> and then, oh, and you guys pull back this, you know, cover on this body and you see a woman staring back at you, eyes open, kind of you know, clouded over now, mouth open like in terror, and her entire body looks mummified and shriveled. She has stringy wow. blonde hair. Oh uh, she is wearing kind of a uh, uh, a sweatshirt and jeans. Look like this. Just say like, oh, she, you see that the uh, on the shirt itself, like the the sweatshirt she's wearing, it just says uh, Shores Pub. And she is just like, looks like she has almost like a look of terror on her, but the body is like, from what you can see, it's like shriveled up and emaciated. Fuck. Uh, and they're just, he's kind of looking at me, he's like, yeah, I don't know if she, uh, maybe she works at the pub. We haven't really got that far. We couldn't find any ID on her. So we're going to probably have to do uh dental records, do the fingerprint thing. Uh, we got, we're going to get that covered here pretty soon. We'll get that information back to you. Um, but if you want to take a look around the scene, See if you can pick up anything that would be uh really great help. Um, you know, we're not really used to this stuff here. It's not really uh, something that's in their purview. And he's kind of staring at you. He's like, I know they said you come from a, a bigger area, right? You've probably dealt with a lot of this before. Buddy, do you always talk like that? It's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's my normal voice. I don't. It's very slow. <laughs> yes, I come from a bigger area. No, that does not make it any different than this shithole of a town. He's just like, well, I mean, it's it's got its it's got its charms. I mean, it's not yeah, it's not the best place, but I mean, it's not terrible. This place smells like three crabs took a shit <laughs> in a crab shack. <laughs> and he just kind of laughs. It's like, yeah, no, it's uh, I get you being there. I'm from New York, and this place smells bad. <laughs> and he's just like, what's it like there? Is it uh? Do you like saxophones? I mean, yeah, I guess as much as the next person, I like it. You love it. Perfect. You love it. It's like, oh, maybe we'll visit one of these times. <sighs> no, they don't need you. Anyway. <laughs> and But he is like that abrasive. No, oh, yeah. Like that sort of like standoffish. Um, I think I think that's a good little taste there to see. Nice. And we kind of, uh, we'll see what happens when he starts digging into the rest of the Jake, body. I'm so excited. So. This is going to be so sick. Uh, Jake, I thank you for sitting down with me and doing this. I'm excited for mission three. I'm excited to see what happens to Carmine. Uh, and we'll see you in the, we'll see you in the mission, buddy. Let's fucking go. 